Hi, I'm Thomas Clements, and this is the Zenith Ministries podcast. Welcome to our message of hope, security, and an exploration of true happiness. I'm glad you're here with us as we continue to share our stories of the many peaks and valleys of life and the beauty, truth, and goodness we were able to find in it. Please visit our website at zenithministries.com to connect with us to discover more. What is the Lord doing? How often do we ask this question when we find our lives taking unexpected turns? Especially during this time of the COVID-19 pandemic, along with the shelter-in-place orders and basic shutdown of what was thought to be our normal society, and then everything that's entailed uh, since all that happened, uh, we are experiencing drastic changes. And we've really altered many aspects of how we do things, and for many, even the disruption of our lives. It's important to remember in times like these that God never allows disruption to happen without a new course planned out that is meant for our good. The entire Bible can be summed up with the understanding that there is more than what meets the eye with God. God's view of reality is much deeper than ours as he sees beyond what we can with our five senses. We must remember that there is always something more happening in our lives than what we sense around us. There is always a bigger picture that we might not yet grasp. This proved to be true uh, throughout scripture, especially when the Israelites were challenged by the fierce warrior Goliath. And uh, then there was when the, uh, the Israelites were trapped between the Red Sea and the charging Egyptians. Uh, there was a time when the widow gave the last of her supplies to make Elijah a cake. And then when God allowed the grand temple of Solomon to be destroyed and the, the Jews were deported from Jerusalem. And this was in 587 BC. All of these events surprisingly resulted in good. All teach the lesson that God can bring good out of bad. And this lesson can ultimately be seen when Jesus died on the cross, leaving the apostles and other followers of Christ utterly dumbfounded. Can you imagine following him for three years, expecting triumph and glory? Three years of anticipating a Jewish life no longer under the rule of the Romans. For a new order of society equal to that of the eloquent and affluent kingdom of Solomon, only to have every hope and dream squashed by the sudden arrest and death of Jesus. So there was a lot there that uh, some of you might not know about the, the Bible and Scripture. Just know that the apostles had a lot of hope in Jesus, that they, they really thought that God was going to do tremendous things through him. Uh, and then he just died on the cross. We know because of hindsight the ultimate plan that Christ brought about with his crucifixion. We know of his triumph over death, wrought by his resurrection. Uh, However, at at the time, his apostles must have felt abandoned, even though God was with them at every moment during those three days of quiet insecurity, right? So the, the purpose and meaning that they later discovered the purpose and meaning of of the the death of Jesus, right? They later discovered that it was always present when they experienced it. They just didn't know it until later. So it was always present, and then they discovered it later. And so we can can keep that in mind, too. You know, when we face our 
our own situations, our own struggles, that the meaning and purpose that God, that, that God has planned for us, that he, that he has for us, that he has for those struggles, those, those hard, difficult moments, they're, they're present. We just might need to discover them later. We all have seen many episodes of various TV shows where a friend group is planning a surprise birthday party for one of the group members, right? I'm thinking like Saved by the Bell, Power Rangers. Uh, these are all 90s shows for those of you who were born after the 90s. Um, so while unaware of this party plan, the, the friend tries to get people to spend his birthday with him without reminding them of his birthday. Everyone says no because they already have plans, and the rejected friend gets upset because it seems like everyone has forgotten his birthday. He doesn't know of all the hard work that is going into the planning of his party. He doesn't see the love that they have for him showcased through all the sacrifice and generosity taking place behind his back. It's easy to see that if he had known all along, he would have not been upset at all, but very happy instead. God has not forgotten us. He always has us in mind. It might seem like he ghosted us with this virus, but the opposite is true. He has been arranging everything for us without our knowing. He is paving the path ahead so that it is easier for us when we need to walk down it. Furthermore, he is continuously working to bring good out of all the difficult events that we face right now. Once again, the gift of hindsight will show us that even though something bad has happened, God is still triumphing. And so too will those who stay close to him triumph. It was a sudden occurrence when everything was shut down in order to mitigate the coronavirus earlier this year. A lot of life looks very different from what it did around this time last year. A lot of bad things have happened during the, the course of this virus, this pandemic. Uh, there have been churches, schools, stadiums, parks, beaches. So much has been shut down. Uh, people have been ordered to stay home uh, and not be able to, to go to their places of work, working from home, and, and so much that has had you know, some good effects, but you know, a lot of bad effects too. Um, the only way forward through this, the, the only way to keep our sanity is to do our best, though, to remember that God is fighting for us and that we need to focus on the positive things that are happening in this. If not, we will lose ourselves to bitterness, which will build up and cause us to miss out on living a full life of joy and peace. Bitterness is the enemy of joy and peace. It locks us into only thinking of ourselves, making us more and more selfish. And the more selfish we are, the more miserable we become. We don't have to settle for a miserable life. We can do much better. When we face sudden obstacles and changes in our lives, we don't need to give in and accept defeat. This reminds me of a story that uh, took place during the Great Depression, another very treacherous and, and difficult time uh, for the United States of America uh, and also the world at large uh, due to the effects of the stock market crash of, of 1929. And so there was this guy named Charles Darrow, and he was let go from his job as a heater salesman uh, after the stock market crashed. Uh, he did not let himself become overwhelmed, though, by his situation. Instead, he noticed a game that many people were playing at the time and came up with his own version of it. He then began selling it and marketed it to uh, the big board game companies. Even after he was rejected a few times, 
Uh, Charles continued to invest in his game and sell it until it became wildly popular. One of the game companies came back to him, changing their minds, and, and bought it from him. Monopoly is now one of the most popular board games in the world, and it made Charles Darwood the first game developer to become a millionaire. It's important to remember that this all happened during the Great Depression. Charles did not let his situation or the sunken economy take command of his life, but instead he pushed through and focused on what good things were happening around him to help him improve himself. He was able to pivot when his life took a sudden turn and make something of himself. What is interesting is that if the Great Depression never happened, if Charles never lost his job, he might not have ever developed the game and made his fortune. In fact, we see that he was better off because he lost his job. God wants us to have the same outlook on our own lives. We don't know the end results. We do not know where these current events will take us. All we can do is our best to pivot, choose what is best for ourselves and others, and stay close to Jesus. One day, we will look back on this pandemic and see all the good that the Lord did for us to get us through the difficult parts. We can still mourn for all of the death and sickness, for that is truly sad. However, we will also be able to rejoice over what might be gained through all of this. I refuse to believe that it is all loss. Much good is still yet to be discovered as to what God is doing right now. We can only wait and pray as the apostles did in their confusion as they questioned God during their crisis. It's okay to ask, Lord, what are you doing? As long as we do so, trusting that whatever it is, he is doing it for our good. And one good that I definitely see coming out of 2020 is the start of our new ministry, Zenith Ministries. I had been thinking about it for a long, long time, was going to start it a year sooner, but decided not to, and then God just kept bringing it up with me. I really wanted to start it, but I wanted to make sure it was what he wanted. I looked to others to seek advice, I prayed about it, and I was pretty convinced that it was what needed to happen, but I wanted to be absolutely sure. Many of you already know the story of when I prayed a novena to St. Therese about whether I should wait for the girl who broke up with me, and then what happened there. If you haven't heard it, I recommend you listen to it in the episode from season one called God is the Best Wingman. Needless to say, God has miraculously and successfully led me in my life with many novenas. It has been a powerful devotion in my life. God is so good to hear me and console me and to lead me. So it was natural for me to want to pray a novena about whether I should quit my job and start Zenith Ministries. I took it to prayer and asked God if he wanted me to do that, and he said yes. I then asked him, should I do one you know, to St. Therese of Lisieux again or to someone else? He made it known to me that he wanted me to pray a novena to St. John Paul II. And then I asked God about what should happen at the end of the novena to let me know to move forward with my plan, which is very uh, similar to the novena I prayed about you know, with the girl many years prior. God told me that on the 10th day after the novena, if I received the Eucharist, then that was my sign that I should quit my job and start Zenith Ministries. Now, some might say, okay, well, that sounds easy enough to just say this novena and then go to church and receive the Eucharist and then do what you want. And that is actually true. But here's the thing. I prayed this novena during the lockdown in the spring. There was no mass. 
I was unable to receive the Eucharist at this time, even on a Sunday, let alone during the week, which was when the 10th day after this novena was to take place. So I, I actually almost didn't do it. Honestly, I thought it was a dumb thing to pray. Like it seemed like God already answered my prayer because it did not look like I would be receiving the Eucharist during the time this novena was set. Now, there was actually a plan from the Archdiocese to start Masses on Sundays again, starting on Pentecost Sunday, but I did the math and saw that it did not coincide with this novena. But I started to pray it anyway and asked God to let me know whether I should move forward with the plan by allowing for me to receive the Eucharist on the 10th day anyway. It was set. I think it was the next night or the night after when my wife informed me that the bishop announced that Masses were going to open sooner, allowing churches to start having Mass again on Sunday. So this was going to start before Pentecost. The next day, I found out that a church near my house was going to have daily Mass again starting that Monday. The 10th day, the day after I finished my novena, was on that Thursday. I was absolutely shocked. Now, I still wanted to be sure that this was from God and not me, so I asked my wife if I could go to Mass two days that week. She said it would be okay with our schedule. I then asked, you know, which days would she prefer for me to go? She said she didn't care. But if you had to choose which days would you want me to go, I asked. Uh, She told me whenever. So I offered Monday and Thursday, and she agreed. So I went to Mass and received on the 10th day after the novena to St. John Paul II, put in my two weeks, and started Zenith Ministries. It's truly been an amazing experience ever since. God has truly been with us every step of the way. So 2020 is not all bad. Good things have happened this year, you know, and even more people have had weddings, uh, embarking on the beautiful life of marriage that they will now enjoy and grow in. Babies have been born, uh, meaning that new lives have been created. People have lost a lot of jobs, yes, but many have started companies, moved to new positions, or, or similar to Charles Darrow, found ways to better their situations. Plus, now Zenith Ministries exists. But we pray for those who are suffering right now, for those who have lost a loved one, or or for the souls of those that were lost. And let's pray for God's tremendous peace to fill the hearts of all people so that we may love one another and live in harmony. And if you feel like you are really struggling right now and you want us to pray with you or you want to sign up for our mentoring program, please feel free to reach out. All our contact info is at our website, zenithministries.com. That's Z-E-N-I-T-H ministries.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And once again, thank you for joining us as we climb together to the heights of humanity. Thanks for listening. We're glad that you could join us. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and hit subscribe to our podcast so you can get future messages as well. We'd also love it if you shared this with anyone you think it might help as we try to grow our community and reach others who want more out of life.